You put your whole self in, you take the excuses out, you let autophagy win. While stem cells grow and sprout, you cleanse, detox, and gut build balance hormones up yourself out. That's what resetting is all about. Okay, this next episode of Resetter TV is off the hook. I got the opportunity to interview this amazing woman, Naomi Whittle. Not only does she have this really cool book, which if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it because she talks about protein cycling in it. But what I love about our conversation is that she is a researcher. She does her homework. She knows her facts. She, she's interviewed many of the experts on autophagy, including Dr. Osumi, who won the Nobel Prize for autophagy. So we talk about that in this episode. We talk about her meeting with him. She taught, we talk about some of the ways you can stimulate autophagy that don't involve fasting. Um, and it is just my deepest pleasure to bring this Resetter TV to you because our conversation was so fun and so impactful for all the Resetters that joined us live that I am excited for you to watch it as well. So as always, enjoy. Hey, Resetters. As we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. So here's what you get in the academy, and I like to think of it in terms of a complete picture. So imagine being surrounded by people who understand your journey, who are passionate for fasting, who want to lift you up and will support you every step of the way. My academy is not just me, my team, but it is an incredible group of people that are all dedicated to building fasting lifestyles and supporting each other in it. This is why I created the Reset Academy. So when you join, you gain access to all the exclusive calls where my team and I share the latest insights, we answer your burning questions, and we guide you towards your health goals. That's not it. We didn't stop there. By becoming a member, you're not just investing in a membership, but you're investing in yourself. I am such a fan of setting you up to win this year. And my academy is the best place I know to do that. I want to keep you focused. I want you to customize this for you. And I want you to succeed at your health goals this year. End of story. So if you're ready to unlock your fullest potential and embrace a fasting lifestyle, join me. If it feels good, join me. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy to become a member. I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled and let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy. Excited to see you there. Okay, Resetters, I am super excited to bring you my next guest. 
and to really pick her brain on autophagy, which is, oh my gosh, how many great discussions we've had in this group on autophagy. So let me just start off by welcoming you, Naomi. You, uh, We are so blessed to have you here today. So thank you for being here. Mindy, Dr. Mindy, I am inspired. I was inspired when I met you. I love your heart. I love the leadership that you're bringing to so many people to really allow us to work with our own bodies and have that safe space where we can fast and we can sort of explore areas of our health that are natural that we wouldn't normally have the guts to do. So thank you. Right back at you. Yeah, thank you. You know, and you you hit the nail on the head. Like I just want people to believe in themselves again. And this topic of autophagy just really does that because the fact that we can detox through fasting is incredible. So um, I'm really, thank you again. I know you're busy and I appreciate you being here. So, and to kind of give you a background on our Resetter tribe, we've got 20,000 people in here in this group and we've got 70 on YouTube, 70,000. And once a month, we take five days and we fast together and wow. we do all different kinds of fasting. We did, uh, we took your book. This was back in like November and we dissected it and we did a little book study and fasting. So oh, thank it, was you. Awesome. it was awesome. So, and resetters for you guys, I know some of you in here know Naomi, you're familiar with her work. Um, but what I really want to dive into today is how you fell into this world of autophagy, um, I know you have a great summit that you that millions of people are watching. And yeah. probably the most exciting thing I want to talk about is your meeting with Dr. Osumi and what you learned in that process. So oh. let's start off with uh, just how'd you get into autophagy? How'd you start learning this? It was intuitive. So for me, uh, I was born with autoimmune disorders. Um, I was, uh, my, my father's a chemist, my mother's an artist. I was born in Switzerland and um, I was born, as I mentioned, you know, with a lot of inflammation in my body and I had a disadvantage um, when I was born. I, uh, it was a very complicated birth and so on and so forth. So my healing journey, thanks to the incredible people that are my parents, began when I was first born. And um, I ate 100% organic and biodynamic and everything was done in a natural way. But mm. despite all of that, I was still covered in um, very severe eczema that would bleed and it would pus. And it was just, you know, one of the areas of my autoimmune um, dysfunction. And so I naturally as a child was um, very aware from what my mother had taught me, the foods I could eat, the foods I couldn't eat, the products I could put on my skin because we absorb at least 60% of what we put on our skin and the products I could not put on my skin, the things, the medicines that we would ingest and what I wouldn't ingest. So everything was natural from the fibers of the clothing to the cleaners that we used in the home to uh, the homeopathic remedies that I grew up taking, um, all of it was natural. And I never put anything on my skin that wasn't like the most pure. So most of it was German, um, like either, you know, Swiss German, like Dr. Hauschka or Valeda, beginning with the W. Um, a lot of uh, people probably know these brands, but we were very, very specific. And 
what we also did is I would drink vegetable juices every single day. Mm-hmm. And I knew intuitively that my body and my cells, my, my grandfather is a physicist, my uncle's a biologist, like I come from a family of um, really unbelievable uh, researchers and scientists. And so I intuitively understood that my cells in my body were either accumulating stuff and building and replicating, or they were eliminating. And as a child, I didn't, I couldn't go any further than that. But then I started to take biology classes and understand a little bit more about the organelles and so forth. So long story long, it was an intuitive process that I was doing every single day. I was activating and or deactivating my autophagy. And so in my late teens, I started to get into fasting and I recognized, wow, I feel so much better. Like I am helping reduce the fire inside of my body at like a very large level. And while it wasn't, it, it, it didn't cure me of, it didn't reduce all of the autoimmune eczema that, that was there, but it would layer, it would start to come out right in all these layers. And, um, what I was, I was in Calabria, Italy, because what I do, Mindy, is I travel all over the world. I love that. And I find the researchers, I find the amazing little ingredients that may have been used for thousands of years in this part of the world. And I sort of connect all these dots, get really excited, and then bring it into our market here in the U.S. and share it with you know millions and millions of people. Uh, and I've been doing that for two decades. So I love the travel and I'm like, how do I get to do this? Like, am I just living my dream? But it's, but it's so needed because we have blinders on as to what supposedly heals us. And when you start to open up to the fact that other parts of the world use, and, and, and you go, I'm, I'm sure you go deep into areas that people don't even go. Yeah. There's some really cool things. We just don't have experience with it. So, so great. It's true. I mean, if it's, if it's working with a medicine man or a medicine woman that like, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, eight, probably eight years ago, I've always been obsessed with chocolate. So my mother's French, my dad's English and my great grandmother, my French great grandmother would say, and in France, you eat like small pieces of, of dark chocolate that are not like, it's not like the milk sugary, you eat these little pieces. And my great grandmother would always say, start your day with a piece of chocolate. And I did that for a long, long time, many, many years. So obsessed with chocolate. And about eight years ago, I started to really look at, okay, what are the health benefits of cacao and my gosh it has 710 compounds it's one of the healthiest things you can put in your mouth and then I started to research more and Mars you know the company that makes the M&Ms had like 140 patents on the cardiovascular benefits of the epicatechins that are found in cacao And I then started to dive in more and I learned that there was this indigenous group of people off the coast of Panama that had been drinking like six, seven, eight cups of this cocoa, fresh cocoa water every day for a long time. And they had one ninth the rate of age related diseases as the mainlanders did. And so I 
went to the lead researcher that had done this 25-year observational study on, on these indigenous Kuna people. He was at Harvard, Dr. Hollenberg. I went and I met with him. I went to Panama with him. I uh, have worked with this indigenous group for really since then. You know, we've, we've done a lot, a lot of sustainable work together. But there was a moment where I was sitting with this um, tiny little medicine man who was probably in his late 70s. And we had gone up into the jungle and we had um, got a couple of pods of, of cacao. And he said, I use this for, um, you know, reducing a, a cold or some sort of um, infection or a cough that is coming from the lungs. And literally the same time that he was saying that, there was a, a study that came out of uh, Britain that was talking about the use of the flavanols or the different epicatechins that are found in cacao for the exact same, like cough suppressant. Yes. So to me, that was a, an important moment. And so while I was in Calabria, Italy, to, re, to go back to the autophagy question, I was over there um, learning about the citrus bergamot fruit. Mm. And this fruit is so powerful for helping to balance our cholesterol profiles. And the scientists that have done this work, you know, not it's, it, it, it's filled with antioxidants. It really, citrus bergamot is unbelievable. It, it really helps to raise the levels of the, of the HDL and then helps to lower the LDL, but it's doing it through this holistic, like cardiovascular strengthening activity. And it's just so powerful. And so Dr. Elizabeth Janda, who was teaching me about it, was sitting there with me at this amazing Italian lunch. This was before I was keto and she, <laughs> when you go to Italy, you can't be keto. Amazing Italian <laughs> black squid pasta. And she was telling me, she said, did you know that citrus bergamot can activate autophagy? Hmm, so cool. And I, my whole world opened up and that was, I don't know, like maybe five or six years ago. So once I could say that word, <laughs> yeah, right. It, yeah, I came back and I started a global search for, you know, who was studying it? What what does it mean to us biologically? How can we activate it? Do we need to deactivate it? Like, what's the story? Yeah, and I became obsessed. Yeah, it's a good thing to be obsessed on. Uh, and I'm laughing because I know my resetter group and they're going to be like, oh, so should we break our fast with chocolate? Is that, the, <laughs> is that what you're recommending? I see it right now. And I, <laughs> I don't know the answers there. I mean, I am as in love with cacao today as I was all the way, you know, when I first started to learn about it. And isn't it surprising to think that Mars would, they basically for blood pressure for cardiovascular health, they basically warped time so nobody could be out there selling cacao as a nutritional supplement. And I was so passionate about getting this message out that I reached out to Frank Mars to, to have these conversations. And I chased him in a lot of different ways. And we had a meeting set up and then they said no. So they're, you know, it's a very large company. They have a lot of interest in people eating more cocoa um, or more, you know, M&Ms and things. So but now a lot of those patents are starting to open up. And I just think cacao 
um, and, and dark chocolate is, is miraculous. That's amazing. So, okay, so let's dive into different ways you can stimulate autophagy because this is a common question we are getting on, on both YouTube and Facebook platforms. They are, people are like, how long should I fast? What else can I do? So if you were to give somebody like a steps, like, you know, to stimulate autophagy, here are some of the things you want to think about. What would those be? Well, the first thing I like to think about as it relates to autophagy is I think of autophagy as almost like the Dr. Mindy inside of each of the cells, right? So um, the doctor that's in there is, is sort of instructing the cell what to do. Okay, you know, mitochondria, you need to break down or actually, you know, this whole cell needs to now pass away and we're going to do... Mm-hmm. So it's... it's it, Autophagy has so much intelligence in what's going on within the cell. We need to recycle this part. And so in order to stimulate and activate it, it's it's as much about that sort of ocean wave going back and forth. So you're activating it and then it's deactivating. So when I think about our circadian rhythm, um, that and autophagy tie together very closely for me. So getting your rhythms in your body to naturally be working. So if it's your if it's your sleep cycles, like for me, the way that I focus on autophagy first and foremost is when I'm sleeping because that's when your autophagy is the most activated. And if you can get your sleep cycles to really work for you. So I know, you know, like Dr. Michael Bruce, America's sleep doctor, he's a guru when it comes to sleep, but I know that I need five sleep cycles every night at about 90 minutes each. So when I can get my body upregulated where my parasympathetic nervous system is, is, you know, I'm not overly in a in a sympathetic state and I can get into that rest and digest. And then I can get into those good rhythms while I'm sleeping. I'm activating great autophagy at night. I think that is brilliant because let me tell you what I see people want to do is they want to go to the obscure with their health. So I'm in Silicon Valley. Everybody wants better performance. They want to get the mind working better. And something as simple as sleep. I I hope everybody heard that, that sleep is important for autophagy. You can't fast your way all, you know, all day long and then not get good sleep and assume that you're going to stimulate autophagy. At at least that's the way I heard you say that. Yeah, it's the number one and best way to do it. And then to do it where you're, where you're paying attention to your rhythms. I mean, that process at night while you're sleeping is it. So That's that's the way I always look at it. And look, this is like um, a shift in intellect, right? Because here in our country, like you said, we're looking to hack, we're looking to, you know, shortcut, we're looking to outsmart, we're looking to do all these things. But what I really want everybody that's listening and watching right now, just think about how you're going to optimize, how you're going to work with your own most amazing universe that is our body. How are you going to just help it to do its job a little bit better? And that's why I'm I'm so passionate about activating and deactivating autophagy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And that kind of leads me to the next question. Is the goal to activate autophagy all the time? Or no, not at all. Okay, so no. explain that because that's the other thing we see in our groups is that people get so obsessed with activating it 
that they yeah. forget you need to cycle that too. So I think it goes back to the researchers, right? Um, so as you mentioned early on, uh, last December, December 18th, I had uh, the, the biggest privilege of my life and I got to interview um, Dr. Uh, Yosunori Osumi, uh, who is the Nobel Prize winner in autophagy. And when I was in Tokyo getting ready to interview him, we were trying to find like, where are his videos? When has he last been interviewed? And we went back seven years before we found a one-on-one -on -one interview with him. And he's the most humble and shy, quite shy, very fun, brilliant human being. So what I learned from him in that hour, hour and a half that, that I got to spend with him is that 30 plus years ago, when he started to research autophagy, you know, he has researched it his entire career in yeast. And William Dunn, I'm here in Gainesville, Florida. Um, I'm at the innovation um, area of the university, of the University of Florida. Um, William Dunn is another top researcher that's been uh, researching autophagy for over 30 years. And actually, uh, on our Real Skinny on Fat, the docu-series that you were talking about that's going to air on the 17th of September, I have an incredible interview with William Dunn um, on, that, on that series. And we have a whole big thing with Dr. Pompa. We've got so many very, very interesting minds on the Real Skinny on Fat. But what, what Dr. Dunn talks about is a lot of the research around autophagy and cancer right? And when you're constantly activating autophagy, you're, you're putting your body into, uh, a, it can be in, in a dangerous place, according to a lot of his research. So again, the point is like the ocean going in and out, the waves coming up and down, it's always that rhythmic process. Yes. So you're, yeah. you don't want to constantly be stimulating in order to get the key benefits of that cellular detox. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that because this, again, we see people get really excited about fasting and then they just fast like crazy and then their hair is falling out and like all these other problems are existing. And there, it, I always say everything goes in cycles, like night and day, the seasons are have a cycle to it. I mean, there's, we, we have to honor that the body needs the mTOR and autophagy. It needs a little yeah, bit yeah. of both. So yeah. So, so let's dive into the, uh, how do you stimulate it through fasting? So I get a couple of the questions that I get a lot is like, how long do you have to fast to stimulate autophagy? And uh, when does autophagy peak? And do, is a dry fast a good way to get more autophagy? Mm. These are like, a, so I would love to hear your opinion on that. Okay. So now these are my, well, some of it's based on research. So basically um, the research shows that even a well, you're 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 stimulating as I mentioned through sleep. So if you're doing a sixteen or an eighteen intermittent fast, you are stimulating autophagy beautifully. Autophagy loves fat. If you're keto, you're also stimulating the activation of autophagy, right? So. Um, you can do it from a very, very, very short fast. You can do it from a very short activity. Now, when you want to go into that deeper level, 
of cleansing, uh, according to Walter Longo and, and some of the research um, from that team. I was speaking to Dr. Joseph Anton uh, just yesterday. They say when you're at like day four, and I'm sure you've, you've also spoken to this, you're stimulating um, the new stem cells. Day five, you're doing that and you're activating a deeper level of autophagy. Yeah. So that's what their research says. But, but from everything that I've learned from Dr. Dan, from Dr. Yosunori Osumi, you know, these, these top global researchers, even from um, a brilliant researcher um, that's a dermatologist and an autophagy expert. So I created a whole skincare line because I'm so obsessed with autophagy. <laughs> and I'll send, you, I'll send it to you. It's called I'd love to try it. Inside Me Inside. And it, and it activates it truly activates the autophagy on your skin. Mm. And we had to find all of these interesting ingredients. For example, the citrus bergamot, resveratrol. Um, there are certain ceramides, so different fats that, that do it. Um, green tea can activate it. Turmeric can activate it. Um, so there are all of these plants that can activate autophagy. And when you put them on your skin in a special complex, Basically, as soon as those ingredients touch your skin, they start to activate the autophagy in your skin. And, and he's, Dr. Richard Wang has done clinical studies showing how, you know, these cells were activated instantly versus actually he used um, a, a rapamycin, the drug rapamycin as a comparison, and the natural botanicals activated it more effectively. Like, mm -hmm. Go figure. So there's, you do it, you can do it so quickly. Yeah. And then I, I turned 50 in, in like four weeks. So send that to me fast. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. We'll send it to you this afternoon. I mean, I, it took like just about four years to get it figured out because like I'm a perfectionist and I always want us each to get like the best results that we can from whatever we do. If we're fasting, you know, how do we really upgrade that experience so our body gets so much more? I think as a woman, you know, we're multitasking, doing 20 things at once, and we want to just certainly be able to get the most, the best bang for our efforts. Yeah, and I also love the idea that there's an inside-out version of health. So if you're stimulating autophagy with right. sleep, and with fasting, and then what I just heard is a really cool outside-in yeah. way to stimulate autophagy. If you marry those two things together, like now you're really putting your health and your beauty at, on, a, on a really good course. Exactly, and I think you know, as a woman, we it's it's not it's it's not so simple where where we can just say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some. I'm going to put some uh, butter in my coffee and I'm going to hack my body and boom, I'm good. And for men, it's a much more simple process. But when we're dealing with, you know, our hormonal changes and everything that we go through as women, it's almost a more dynamic uh, process. So that's why I'm, I always am thinking about, you know, this sort of 360 approach mm -hmm. to activating autophagy. Yeah, and I um, I always tell my story that I was doing keto and fasting, you know, like a like a man, just doing it all the time, and it threw my hormones off, yeah, big time. And so I had to go back and look at like my cycle and go, okay, well, 
what is per, when I'm when my body's making progesterone and when it's making estrogen, what does it need? And those are the times it doesn't need really long block fasts. It actually needs certain foods. So again, I think yeah. it's women. I you know there is a different way to do a lot of this, and yes. the more we can educate women on it, the the more powerful. And yes, um, yeah. And I want well, let's talk about the women's summit in a moment. Um, but I. I want to know about dry fasting because this is, we, we actually have a dry fast club within our resetter group. So I don't know of specific science as it relates to dry fasting and autophagy. You may know more than I do, but I can tell you, I love dry fasting. And um, the first time I, I, I did it was with Dr. Pampa and I just thought it was super cool. Uh, and I think the benefits are, are remarkable. So I'm not sure where the science is there, but I can definitely have my team of researchers take a look and see if there's anything coming up on it. Yeah. Let me know because I have, re- I have researched it because people say you get three times the autophagy. That's, that's the myth that's out there. Huh. Huh. I can't find anything that is proving okay. that. Okay, I'll, I'll, we'll do that. We'll take that as homework and we'll get that answer back to you. So I've teamed up with Tony Horton. Do you know Tony Horton? He was the creator of P90X, one of the most revolutionary at-home fitness programs. And we created together a new fitness program called PowerSync 60. And it is literally, this program's never been done. It is a revolutionary 60-day program for both men and women. So here's why I want you to join us, is that we literally created PowerSync 60 with you in mind. So it doesn't matter if you're a cycling woman, a postmenopausal woman, or a man, one of the things I brought to Tony was that when we work out, we have to think about our hormones. And he had never done that in the millions of workouts that he's created in his lifetime. We also included a free bonus meal plan and a customized tailor way you can eat right for yourself. Also, of course, we put some fasting in there and it was a beautiful meeting of the minds. So I, it, this is like a passion project that I'm so excited to share with you. And in order to get it, all you got to do is visit drmindy.org and use the code PS60PELS. So PS60 and then my last name, PELS, P-E-L-Z, to get 20% off. And you get lifetime access to the program. So that's drmindy.org and you use the code PS60PELS to join all of us. I'm actually doing this myself right now. So come join me, my community on this incredible journey. I am so proud to bring this to you. Yeah, because that would be really interesting. So, okay, let's just dive in a little bit into women's health, because I know you were one of the featured speakers on our Women's Summit that's coming up. And, you know, I'm, I mean, I, th- I feel like everybody's health is suffering right now, but I feel yeah. like women are really struggling. And there's a, a lot of it is because what you said, we're just trying to do it all. And is it, are we designed to do that? So what, talk a little bit about what do you feel is the biggest issue affecting women's health today? I think the biggest issue affecting women's health today, and this is going to maybe surprise you, is the science. Mm. Um, we just did a clinical study on, uh, on keto, on keto adaptation 
So I have a, my next book is coming out next February. And um, the book is on, on metabolic health, on metabolism and keto adaptation is part of that. So how do we use our actual preferred fuel source, mm. right? So 75% of us in our country are carbon tolerant, at least 75%. That's what the data shows us. And it could be something that's developed over time, right? Like maybe we didn't start out as a kid as carbon tolerant, but over time we're 75% of us are. So for these 75%, which includes me, um, my preferred fuel for my body is fat. Becoming um, adapted to use that fat effectively, having the right enzymes, having the right levels of electrolytes and hydration. Um, there's balancing with the hormones. There's so being able to exercise once you're once you've gone through adaptation, not losing too much lean muscle. Like there is a lot of different factors as women that we need to consider as it relates to our metabolism, for example. And when we got started on this clinical study, of course, I did it just on women. Everything I do, I do as a woman with women. Um, it's not that I don't, it's just because I am a woman, right? Yeah. Um, it's not that I'm not wanting to also work with, with all the most amazing men that are out there, but I really, really wanna help us as, as, as females. Mm -hmm. And the researchers, the investigators that were on our clinical study, when they were going to get the IRB approval, we were having this very deep conversation about how infrequent it is that there are clinical studies being done on women. Why? Because mm -hmm. it's more complex when you've got to consider the menstrual cycle. You have to get them on the same day and it becomes like such a difficult process that a lot of times studies are not done on women. So I think the number one thing that's holding us back right now is we haven't studied ourselves enough or we haven't had the opportunity. And an example of that, Mindy, is, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, there was um, all of this data coming out or, or all of these conversations happening um, with a lot of experts saying, you know, intermittent fasting is not safe for women. Yep. That was a tiny little mouse study that really should have never been blown up that way. And it wasn't accurate. And again, it's just an example of we don't have enough science. So we're pulling on a lot of misinformation. Mm -hmm. I, you and I share that same passion. I really feel like we have to take our cycle into account. And then we also have to look at this from a perimenopause, postmenopause standpoint and how, like I get a lot of questions of what if you're postmenopausal, how should you be fasting? And right. so one of the things I've done is I dove in to try to understand our hormones and what the needs of our hormones are in a cycle. And there are two times your estrogen will spike around day 13 and your progesterone will spike around day 21. You don't want low blood sugar during that time. Mm. So you want you, those are the times to step out of keto and you can do a little bit of fasting. And then when those two moments are done, you can go back into keto and fasting. And we're actually seeing it on, I do a lot of Dutch hormone tests where we can actually see Good. 
and like prove it in hormones pre and post. But as I talk to women about this, to your point, it's like, people are like, why as women do we not, why have we never been taught how to eat for our cycle? It's like this huge mystery for so many of us. And look, there are brilliant researchers and experts that have this knowledge, but they're not at the forefront. So the more we can take the the research that is starting and sort of amplify that and share it amongst our communities and then start to understand that for ourselves, the better, the better off and the better our health will be and the longer and more vibrant our lives will be. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. So let's finish up with this thought. Um, tell me, um, t- let's, for people who don't know about the real skinny on fat, like talk a little bit about what, I know you guys are doing another airing of it. What is that? What's in, what will they get from that? Um, and the, for those of you that don't know, the Women's Summit is coming up and that is a first of, a, of its kind. Literally every woman on here, it's, a, it's women interviewing women, talking about women's issues. And I cannot believe that's never d- been done before on a summit. Is that not the most unbelievable thing? And it's just exciting, right? Like we are in a beautiful, exciting time um, right now. And so the real skinny on fat was um, something that I did actually for myself initially, personally, I really wanted to get an understanding of all of the sort of confusion around fat, carbohydrates, protein. Why are we so obese in our country? Why is 64% of our country skinny fat? You know, we could look fine, but, but, but we've got metabolic syndrome or whatever it may be, you know, what is metabolic syndrome? Like these are the things that we're not talking about, but we're living and experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so I interviewed every single um, expert sort of in these particular areas of research. And we created, I don't know, there are over 80 interviews and we looked at, um, you know, what is a ketone? It's the fourth macronutrient. You know, Dominic D'Agostino really talks about that. And how do we utilize the power of the ketone that we're that we have in our body? What types of fats should we be eating? You know, like it's great to be eating monosaturated fats, but when you're using fat as your primary source of fuel, saturated fats are like so much better. So we sort of broke down all of the barriers and all of the researchers that could share with us how to take our health to that next level. And that's what The Real Skinny on Fat is. And it's free and it airs for nine nights in a row. And you just go to The Real Skinny on Fat, sign up. And um, it starts on September 17th. And we're very excited to share it. Um, I, I just can't wait for people to experience it. Yeah, and I just for people to know that I think that these summits are so important because I just did it. And this is a little bit off topic, but I just did a, a, um, a go, I did, I searched different words within Google, Yahoo, and Bing. And within those three different um, search engines, you get different websites that get pulled up. So there is this sort of, uh, we're, we're being uh, conditioned what information we can receive. Yeah, big time. But 
if you go and you go to like one of these summits, I mean, you literally, somebody's hard work has put together all the brilliant minds that you, it would take you hours to Google search these people and to listen to them. And what I love about a summit is they're like, boom, here it is. And so if you, yeah. if you want to know about keto adaptation and fat and all that, like your summit is incredible for that. So I really... We'll put a link in here so that you guys can get access to that. But thank you. I, it's not easy putting a summit together. It was, I had never done anything like it. You know, I've been um, a CEO and founder uh, for the past 20 plus years. I had never even considered doing anything like it, but it was the most educational and healing process for me. And it was just, I have so much gratitude for the individuals, if you think, you know, you, you, you put all of this information together and we get to have access to it and it's coming from their heart and it's coming from their head and 30, sometimes 40 years of, of work. I mean, Jeff Bland, um, who's like the father of integrative medicine, he was the first person I interviewed and it just, the list goes on and on. So it was a humbling experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, we get all get to benefit from your hard work. So, so thank you. Anytime. Um, yeah. And I definitely want our, my listeners to know about some of the cool products that you've had, like a, talk a little bit about autophagy because we, we got a lot of resetters that love autophagy. Oh, that's so so, yeah. So talk a little bit about that just so that people know that's available to them. Sure. So, um, I love building things. I love making things. That's what I, what I do most of my time when I wake up like this morning, I woke up at five 30 and I was focused on, on, on creating, you know, different, different products and I'm obsessed with it. So autophagy was what I learned about, um, when I learned about the citrus bergamot um, Dr. Elizabeth Janda was giving me this citrus bergamot tea as we were in her lab and I kept drinking it. And she's like, haha, this is my anti-aging like secret because it activates my autophagy. I thought that's so cool. And when I was in Okinawa um, many years ago um, with Dr. Wilcox, um, who, who wrote, he's, he's an incredible doctor who's done a lot of research on the Okinawans and their diet and so forth. And obviously everybody drinks green tea there and has mm. high levels of the EGCGs. So a top tea is a combination of a couple of really powerful um, ingredients. So it's more like taking a nutritional supplement. It's strong, mm. it's very potent, and you can drink it in the morning, you know, as you get up and go, it's, it's just awesome. Can you drink it in your fasting window? That was a question that we got. Good question. I, I think it's going to depend on the individual. So for me, when I'm fasting, if I'm doing a 16 or an eight, if I'm doing an intermittent fast, I will drink it. If I'm doing a five day water fast, I'm not drinking it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I want none. I want no stimulation from the different plans. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just, yeah. you know, people have different philosophies on it. And the autophagy, yeah. you know, a lot of times we'll add in coconut oil or MCT oil or different things in there. So certainly, of course, that's not acceptable. But if someone is drinking herb teas when they're fasting mm -hmm. um, and, that, and that's something that they do, then by all means. It's a great addition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And here's what you need to create next since you like creating. Okay. You need to create a way to measure autophagy. 
I know we wanted to, we, and there are tools that are being developed right now. So I'm not that good, right? Like those kinds of tools, that's a whole different world of experts that can do that. What I can do is I can, I can, I can really connect the dots. So I can go to that incredible researcher, uh, like for example, Dr. David Sinclair, um, from Harvard, he was the one that really brought the resveratrol, the red wine antioxidant, that is a molecule, out into the mainstream. And he said, wow, this activates these genes, these sirtuins that help us to slow down and uh, reduce the pace at which we're aging, almost like caloric restriction. Mm-hmm. And it's this little resveratrol molecule. Uh, so he's an incredible researcher. And I get the opportunity and the privilege to sit down and work with him. He actually has his new book um, coming out this month, his very first book that he's ever written, Dr. David Sinclair. And um, so I can connect those thoughts, but not develop, you know, other tools. I get people all the time. They're like, well, we can measure ketones. Why can't we measure, you know, autophagy and stem cells? I'm like, I don't, because nobody's created it. I think soon. I, and there, and there are a lot of people that are working on that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. I just appreciate your time. I love your tenacity and I love all your research. Like you just, you make it, those of us that are like in the trenches trying to help people day to day, like for you to be out there being the researcher and bringing us the science and bringing us these things like bergamot tea. And I mean, it just makes everybody's life so much easier. So, so great. Well, I'm, I'm a curator. I'm an explorer. I'm a discoverer um, and I'm insatiably curious. So I love the opportunity to be able to share what, yeah. you know, all these different corners of the earth can share with us. Yeah. It's such a cool time to be focused on your health. It's such a neat time. So, so thank you. Appreciate it. And you guys, I will leave links for everything. We'll leave links for skinny on fat. We'll leave links for the women's summit, a top of tea. If you haven't tried it, we'll leave links for all of that. So thank you so much, Dr. Mindy, for having me. This was a pleasure and I'm so excited to be part of your community and, and learn from all of you. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I wish you could see all their their comments. I mean, they're just, you got a lot of fans in the resetters. So thank you for for being here. I'm your fan and awesome. You're doing. You put the whole foods in, you take all empty foods out, you put organic food in, and you shake bad toxins out. You eat keto biotic, and your microbiome shouts. That's what it's all about. You put fast cycling in, you take over eating out, you put the good fats in, trying seven fast types out, you download Carb Manager where your food is all crapped out, that's what it's all about, that's what resetting is all about.